on everyone i'm mike i'm phoenix we're the turntable teachers and class is officially back in session and we are here for another episode with our good friend phoenix our co-host and uh welcome welcome back for round two of 2021 man it's uh we had a great episode last time talked a little jasmine sullivan and mf doom and what we were anticipating to come out for 2021 and now we have some music to talk about today so this is going to be dedicated to this episode it's just going to be 12 songs well it's gonna be six songs in this episode and then there's gonna be a part two to this episode as well that's coming out later this week so in this week we're gonna talk about 12 singles new singles we got our new singles recap and uh we haven't really talked about a lot a lot of like music really in a while besides I mean besides jasmine sullivan but um, we're now we're getting to our to our roots you know what i mean we're gonna yeah. analyze music the way the way we should be this exactly. is what this is about baby exactly so phoenix has picked three songs for today i have also picked three songs we're gonna just go uh rapid fire one at a time uh, back and forth uh, with the songs that we selected so we had the other a person listen to the songs that we chose uh, we don't know how the other person feels about them yet which is again the whole fun of this we'll do six songs in this episode and then uh, the next episode which will drop on this upcoming wednesday uh, will also be out uh, with six more songs. So uh, without further ado, we'll waste no more time. We have new singles recap, the first one of 2021. And uh, Phoenix, you are up first. So which song are we going to review uh, to, to kick this one off? Got you, got you. So I don't know if anybody's heard, but the whole Judas and the Messiah soundtrack came out and it was, it was fire and it was stockpiled with a bunch of different kinds of artists um with a bunch of different kinds of sounds which is sick i have i've yet to watch the movie i was literally about i was literally about to say the same thing i haven't watched the movie yet and i like really want to see it so badly because I, I really love the I, like i'm a huge lakeith stanfield fan and daniel kadea like they're awesome so yeah and i've 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 been hearing a lot of good things about it um, oh yeah definitely. but the soundtrack was definitely ambitious it's really long and there's a whole bunch of different artists but there's one artist in particular that just stands out, you know, and he well, does well, this. Let's say two. <laughs> it's, it's two artists. It's two artists. One thousand percent. It's two artists. The track I'm talking about is uh, what it feels like. Nipsey Hussle featuring Jay-Z. Hove, the goat. Bye. Do goats make ba or is that sheep? They, I don't know. Those are sheep. Sheep do the ba thing, but I also think goats do too. So I'm not sure. All right, but I digress. Either way, either way. <laughs> but um, it's obviously it's R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. So it's amazing hearing his his voice again and on another cut that. And it seems like, uh, it you know it seems like Jay Z and Rock Nation has been involved with also handling some of like Nipsey yeah. Hussle's releases. Uh, and regardless, whoever is handling it his camp's doing a good job because a lot of these songs sound polished, finished, clean. Like even the thing he had on the, you know, the posthumous record on the DJ Khaled album, yep. that was really clean, you know, and good. I hate posthumous songs and, and albums from artists that sound clearly unfinished and probably wouldn't get the green light. This one wasn't the case though. I, I heard on the Twitter streets, this song was also made like years ago. 
So yeah, so I actually did a little research as well and found out that this verse, this Nipsey Hustle verse, is from 2013, actually. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that it aged this well is a testament to how great of a rapper he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, now that I think about it, maybe what Jay Z did on this record was downright criminal because he he stole the show in my eyes he stole the show with that verse and so that's what that's what i got on that's what i put on mike's plate for this first one and for this whole week i was just thinking like i've had this i've had his verse in my head like just stuck back and forth scorpion bricks before Aubrey's double disc 40 on my lap clap sound like 40 did the mix i've been saying that line over and over again so Mr. Scarfo, oh. how do you feel about what it feels like Nipsey Hussle featuring Jay-Z? What do I feel like, Phoenix? Ah, I, oh, I didn't even I, catch uh, I'm a already, poet. I didn't even know. I'm You're already... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm already, I'm already throwing the puns out early on in the, uh, in this Bars. episode, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, <laughs> so I hate to say that this is gonna go all downhill from here because it won't, but this is easily, <laughs> this is easily my favorite song that you suggested. Uh, definitely, this is my favorite from part, uh, part one or part two of our, ep- our episodes this week for sure. I think the mix, just just to go like the sonic appeal of this quick, I think the mix is incredible. I, I loved the album as well, by the way. They're the soundtrack, I should say. And I thought this was the most ambitious uh, instrumental and, and just most put together, like well put together instrumental. Maybe not even that. Maybe it's just the most memorable to me. But I really loved the pianos and the hi hats and the horns. Like that blend was just amazing. And then there's a really that really cool like low toned like background vocal sample that's like played throughout that's really really great uh as you mentioned nipsey hustles bars are energetic they're raw and, and i just i just like you said it's just an absolute testament to him as an artist to be able to still be like giving us a a a, a verse from 2013 that's still very relatable to in, in, a, in a 2021 climate really speaks i think to resonate you know, still it's like... exactly exactly i think that speaks to a lot of things i think that speaks to the fact that our society still is in a place that it hasn't really progressed as much as we would like it to i mean we have made pr- progress in some areas but there's definitely areas we need to continue to pro- uh, progress i think that's i think that's part of the movie like i, I definitely am really excited just to to um to watch the movie and i know we have another single later on uh, in one of our lists that um, is gonna we're gonna talk about even more so this this will definitely come up again but uh, yeah so there was a couple tracks yeah. off that soundtrack that I could have recommended mm, and I, I had to restrain myself honestly yeah yeah I, mean, I think two is an, enough even though but even though I should say you know it, the the soundtrack it's it's versatile there's a lot of just there's a lot of different artists on it. it's not like it's just like the same couple pe- you know artists you know so I know there's an ASAP Rocky song on there I really enjoyed. Um, to just name the a few. G Herbo song on there, that's fire. G Herbo's was really good, absolutely. But this was my favorite for sure from the soundtrack. And oh, same. Uh, even though the hook's a bit basic, I think the the verses are so dense that it doesn't the, the uh, a really like um, complex hook wasn't super necessary here. And I loved like the cool table scratches. I think that even gave it like a cool like old school vibe. Uh, it's definitely like the most cinematic song from this soundtrack. But here's the thing about Jay Z, bro. I can and... actually <laughs> go. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. Yes. Go yeah. ahead. Pause. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I can't wait. I'm I'm, I'm upset that I'm interrupting you now because yeah, I want to hear what the thing about Jay is. Yeah. I think just to your point about the sound and you know kind of that minimalistic hook, but the cinematic instrumental mm. and you know the bars kind of really being the meat and potatoes of it all. 
you know, it's not just the melodies and the beat. It's not the melody and the chorus, but it's really the bars. And then that, you know, that minimalist hook, it's very Nipsey. And even the cinematic instrumental is very Nipsey. Like, and I, I don't know, right. you know, for people who aren't super familiar with his sound, like if you hear that instrumental, besides the fact that like, it's just the mixing sounds like the production level sky high, you know, yeah. obviously, and this is, it has Jay-Z on it. So I'm sure you know money was not an issue about in terms of quality for this record Mm-mm. but like the beat sounds like something nipsey would hop on oh, and yeah. the even the way it's broken down like just to your point of the hook it's like very nipsey hustle too and i feel like it's very west coast you know it's like a lot of uh, those big bars like um you know that are like stand out and they, he also gives himself a lot of space in his delivery for the bars uh but like the minimalist hook part that's like it felt very classic West Coast to me because I feel like it that's did. part of their style. You know right. what I mean? No, totally valid point. Please continue. Let let it rip, brother. <laughs> so here's my thing with Jay-Z, all right? And I have been hot and cold with his music since the start. There's some albums that he's come out with that I think are just bonafide, absolute classic, like can't even deny how good they are. And then sometimes it just, it's it's not that it's bad music. He's never, I don't think, puts out bad music, but it kind of falls a little bit short for me at times. And, it, and that's happened, I think, a lot more in the last few years rather than uh, like like a historic thing. Like, for example, like I wasn't super crazy about the J Electronica record. And I, I just thought like he was just kind of, Bleh, like bleh on that like that was bad it was just kind of very plain hmm, plain jane really? for me yeah i just it just i don't know i mean maybe maybe i i'm overseeing or maybe i had i didn't like dig enough deeper into it granted i did review the the album and 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 at the time and i, I haven't really i haven't heard it again or really come yeah, back yeah, to yeah, it in yeah. a year they, so maybe they don't second guess yourself you know stand, stand your ground stand yes your yeah you hate so, jay-z no <laughs> <laughs> they get a little more to do with jay electronica but i didn't think jay-z helped it that much having said that though there are sometimes i feel like jay-z just come when he wants to rap i feel like he does like for example this is the prime this is the prime example when he uh was featured on what's free with meek mill and rick ross that track that verse i mean first of all let's not even front like meek didn't absolutely snap and I and I feel like it's the same situation here where Nipsey had an amazing verse similar to Meek's and then Jay-Z just completely steals the show and it's like, oh, well, Meek's like best verse of all time. It's just right. like completely overshined an afterthought. Yeah, Jay, overshined yeah. by Jay. And that is exactly how I felt here. This verse yeah. from Jay-Z <laughs> exactly, right. is ridiculous. Kiss to my wrist, I go dummy with my lap. Let these crackers storm the capital. One day I'm going to have to pay for these thoughts. There's all, And then this part. Oh, my God. This part uh, blew my mind. You burnt your bridge to the other side. You know you can't swim across. Y'all know you can't swim. They fried Mike after he died. Y'all know we can't win. You never land, all jokes aside. I was like... Oh my god. I was like this is incredible. Like ridiculous. The 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 lyricism here, the 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 metaphors, the play on words, the the deep like just very socially conscious lyricism. Bro, Jay-Z. It's like, and it's socially conscious mixed with like the other rapid, you know, the braggadocious rap style. Exactly. It's... And he did the same shit on What's Free. And I loved that song. It was one of my favorite songs from that year. That we, verse is dirty. I have you, you, you reminded me of like, I'm hearing it now in my head. And it's like, yeah, he killed that. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> like he did all of that. Like the Michael Jackson line on that one, just it's, bro. Jay, when Jay Z comes ready to like 
I don't know. I, I feel like there's times he maybe just goes through the motions, but I think he kind of can at this point because of where he's at. You know what I mean? And that's it's not a knock on him at all. I just think he has nothing left to prove. And but I think if he's passionate about something, like I, he clearly was for this movie soundtrack, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, you can tell he put everything into this verse: writing, the flows, just the the just everything about it to me. Like you even said, just the the beautiful mix and just the way that it's kind of just constructed, you could tell it just he went all in on it. And when he goes all all in, he literally is still goat status, like goat tier. Like when you're talking like some of the greatest of all time, it, it's undeniable at this point that Jay Z in, in that in that category. You know what I mean? Even even if certain albums haven't exactly resonated with me fully, like there's projects he's put out that I absolutely just can't get enough of and song certain songs that I, I love so much I mean I just remember how much I like even to this day loved like the black album for example I mean even reasonable doubt is easily one of the best hip-hop al- albums of all time Dang, in my opinion. there you go Mike yes you're like, getting great opinions right here and yeah, I got my yeah. little Jay-Z vinyl you know that's I mean? right oh that's right and you got out uh, the blueprint right there so like again another great project but yeah some things fell flat like the blueprint three wasn't like like a favorite of mine like i thought that that Same, fell a little yeah, bit flat yeah, like definitely. he's had and, misses and but, i think those pockets yeah. where he falls flat have been kind of obvious and like if we're gonna go off cuff for me like you know blueprint three was like poppy mainstream reaching yeah. kind of but like empire state of mind it's funny like that's an undeniable yeah. hit you know what I oh mean? no i don't yeah no i'm not saying for a second like when he's had albums that he hasn't had good hits on those albums right and i think i think we're we're you know, when we're talking Jay Z, I think we are holding him to this to the standard of the goat status, right? right? So it's like his worst could be somebody else's best. You know what I'm saying? That's so this for sure, it's not a knock on Jay whatsoever. So Jay Z, if you're listening to this, like, don't, don't, don't sue us. I love you, and I love this song. Like, my dude, this is has to be one of my favorite songs of the year so far. I know it's really early, but there's no question that this is gonna be in the mix for like my end of the year you know what i mean like it'll, it'll be there put it that way like those a, a, opening bars even dude the opening bars yeah. to like you know to have the little word play like I, and i think at this point it's really not a, it's not a sub i don't think it's a diss towards drizzy or nothing um but like just to you know to have the courage like it's only somebody like jay that could have an opening bar about drake and it doesn't turn into drake you know what i mean Mm -hmm, because this is obviously not a guy who he's not punching up when he's punching at drake Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like really anybody he's referencing is the punch down for him right uh but like just even the flow of that bro scorpion bricks before Aubrey's doubled, I don't, that's poetry to me. Forty on my lap, clap, like yeah, yeah, like you would have thought forty produced it. Like I, I couldn't believe it. Like Jay Z came back with a ferocity in his tone when he spit these bars that you can just clearly you can. They're so audible, you know what I mean. So overall, I, I love this track. It's definitely like not to like again not to. I think we started on a high note, but you know, out of the twelve songs we're going to talk about over the course of these two episodes. Uh, this is easily a highlight for me. That's good to hear, dude. That's yeah. good to hear. I needed, I needed to hear that. I needed- Starting off strong. I think we're going to disagree on some other things down the line, but the ne- the song that I want to go to next, uh, or, or my one of my first selections, uh, is two artists that well, one's on my wall right now. We got Mr. Denzel Curry and uh, Jid, who are two of my favorite artists right now, certainly in hip hop, and they just released Bruh, which uh, was one of Jid's. Uh, leftover songs from the Never Story in 2017, and this is now the remix. It's now released as a as a legitimate song on streaming platforms and all that. So, um, 
I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Bruh by Jid and uh, Denzel Curry. What would what, you think? Because I've been I've been on you to listen to this for a while now. Even before we agreed to do this, this before we had like fleshed out this episode, I was like, yo, have you heard the new Jid and Denzel? Denzel? Yeah, it's crazy. Mike hit me snapping, being like, you got to listen to this new Jid yeah. and Denzel. And I, I slept on it for too long because it, it's definitely a fire track. I'll, I'll say this. All right. So I'm a big Jid fan, J.I.D., however you want to go about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I okay. You know what? Let me go back one more time. Let me rewind because I'll say I'm a casual fan of Jid. You know what I mean? Like okay. I, I think he's a really good rapper, and I really liked uh, a couple of his projects, especially the DiCaprio ones. Right? There's uh, DiCaprio. You know, those, too. those are hard. And uh, but I, I, there's something about him that feels a little forgettable for me which and i don't know why i don't know (laughs) i don't know exactly what what about him that does that but the more and more i've paid attention to his lyricism the more and more i i I find it you know uh just increasing in quality like you know what i mean it's it's uh he's definitely gotten way 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 better and just more interesting in terms of like the content that the lyrics are talking about you know what i mean because i feel like when you kind of first came out but so i have this running joke with my friends uh who are really big fans of cole and dreamville and i personally stand at more of a you know a kendrick side even though i love them both i'm a huge fan of both kendrick and cole but i'm i'm more of a fan of kendrick's catalog and and what tde has and i think they're more of a stacked label personally um, so when Jid kind of first had his first couple of breakout songs, um, and then the big feature with Cole and like the lyrical lemonade video, uh, I I first I used to make fun of him, just be like, ah, this is Dreamville's discount Kendrick, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I I think for a while as a fan that <laughs> that kind of perception of him stuck with me for too long, too long, more than he deserved. But I can't help but hear it every time I hear him. I I just I don't I don't know why. But as he's gotten better, I I think he's been able to make more of more space for himself and uh, have more of a distinct kind of character and sound to him. Um, But I guess that's those are the reasons why I'm not so heavy on Jid. Maybe uh, at least not as much as you'd probably think I'd be because I'm definitely a fan of, you know, the lyrics, bro. You know what I mean? I, I love lyricists and, and hip-hop, and he's really about that, about that. So I liked Bruh a lot. This song was this song was good. But speaking of features where somebody got outshined, I think Denzel went stupid on this. Denzel went yep. crazy on he this. And I guess insane. it's fitting because it's the remix. Like maybe, you know, Jid's kind of just giving the alley-oop. But Denzel has gotten crazy, went crazy on this, and all of the lines are just like ridiculous. Bro. They're all punchlines, and yeah. they're almost all noteworthy. But some of Dude. them, where he was mentioning Sun Tzu, you know, he's saying yeah. stuff like, "You gotta, you can't see if you get demolished, break it all down, and leave it repolished." Like his wordplay was ridiculous on this track. My favorite, my favorite part when he says, uh, "The flames exhale, my pains on braille." You feel it, similar to a fish in a skillet. Hook and a line intertwine when I reel it like films, and then he gets into like all the films, yeah. like movie groovy, jinky, Scooby, very spooky. Soul as black as Mooley's. Talk like Pooty. I spit fire loogies, like coming off the koofy <laughs> yeah, with no blues, dude. no fire tuki. I was like, 
first of all, I like I don't know how he was able to rap all that. That sounds like the worst tongue twister of all time. So much worse than you know. <laughs> it was Sally lyrical with the exercise, seashells. dude. Lyrical exercise. And, and that is and that is Jid and Denzel in in the in the flesh. I think they are. This was a flow case of all things. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, discount Kendrick Lamar. I am going to be laughing about that. <laughs> how disrespectful that that is. To, although that there, you there could be worse worse uh, things to be called yeah. uh, than discount yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Definitely. But and I will say this: when he did pop on the scene, I think that's. I think a lot of people felt that way. Like he sounded a lot like Kendrick, maybe even a little bit too much. And that's why I liked DiCaprio too. Right? So much. I'm not crazy, right? I'm no, 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 crazy. no. You're not. You're not crazy. Just the way you put it was hysterical. So I'm just <laughs> laughing. But uh, when he, as he furthered his sound and furthered like himself as an artist, specifically on Dicap on, on an album like DiCaprio too, I thoroughly enjoyed that much more, um, even than the Never Story. Because again, I thought he got a little bit more versatile with his with his sound and his stuff. But yeah, man, I in terms of like the lyricism on this Denzel I think outshines Jid like on the more like like lines that like will stick in your head and like well it was punchlines for days Denzel Zeltron really came out you know I mean, it was punchlines yeah. for days he was going he was snapping 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 yeah it's, it's it's crazy uh this is I think out of the songs we're going to talk about this is like the banger of the bunch you know what I mean like out of everything that mm. we have here this is like that hard-hitting track I think the energy and the grittiness is just completely well, flawless I don't know I don't know until we get around the Pooh Shiesty I'm like I don't know I don't know well Pooh Shiesty's next so uh let's let me... spit it but the last the last thing I do want to say about this song is just how dark and menacing that the production is I think it's perfect for both of these guys like in in the way that they rhyme and just kind of their if you look at their catalog I think this is a a, a beat that was just perfect for both of them Definitely. so um and I, I love this song I think it's it's one of my favorite just kind of like banger type tracks that yeah. I've heard so far in 2021 Denzel wrapped it up nice too. Like one of his last punch punch lines was, you know, like me and JID, Scorpion and Sub Zero. Mm. You know what I mean? I thought that was sick imagery because it went along with the uh, production, definitely. And that's a good segue to what I wanted to kind of actually, you know, give props to uh, JID for is I thought the chorus was really dope. The, the 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 chorus was sick. You know, the little like effects and dubs swerve, coming swerve, in and out, swerve, like yeah. that was Kendricky. But uh, <laughs> sick. I, I I thought it was I thought it was dope and it was catchy. Uh, but like it, it played along, you know what I mean? You like you're like you mentioned the the chorus was menacing and then even the vocal production was just kind of fell in line with that and I thought it complemented uh um Denzel's verse perfectly or and vice versa, right? Denzel's verse complemented the feel of that song perfectly. And I, I think Denzel went stupid on that and it was funny that uh this song was one of our songs because actually just recently had I had been watching a lot of uh old like you know Kenny Beats the Cave mm-hmm. I'd been watching a lot of the old episodes where Denzel's on it and it's like you forget how much this guy can snap bro and, and actually one last thing I want to say about his his style and his verse on that uh Denzel is like he really like I think uh maybe doesn't get enough credit as like kind of in terms of his delivery and his voice, you know, I think he dope, he kind of committed to it more in his earlier career and he's, he's been going more hip hop, but he has like a rock kind of 
delivery, you know, real Bro. rock star, screamo, like not screamo, but, you know, in terms of energy, like almost like a, a rap metal kind of voice. You know what I mean? Have you seen his Bulls on Parade Rage Against the Machine cover? No. Zach Taylor Roca. Oh, my God. I'm sending it to you after this. It is <laughs> it, it is exactly what you're saying. Like he. Yeah. So it's crazy because I have a friend of mine who came on the podcast like a long time ago and uh, wrote for us and stuff like that. Uh, Eric Kanan, shout out him. He's got a po- uh, teaching and coaching podcast if anyone's interested in that. But um, in terms of uh, his sound, like he loves metal, like he loves metal and specifically like as a big fan of Rage. And I saw the Rage Against the Machine cover that Denzel did and sent it to him right away. And he was like, okay, first of all, who is Denzel Curry? Second of all, this is the best Zach De La Roca cover I have ever seen in my life. And to the point where he came with me to Denzel's show at the at Boston Calling. And oh, that's we were both, awesome. We were both mosh pitting like crazy. It was, dude, it was a wild show, first of all. He's one of the best performers I've ever seen live, personally. Just so much I've, energy. So much, yeah. And just, so he he totally has that that rock star edge to him that, that a lot of people, like artists in hip hop just can't tap into. Yeah, so. and and I, I think like um, honestly, like I, I think you know, like the rock influence in hip hop and vice versa, hip hop influence in rock, I think has been there for a long, long time. You know, even back for like Run DMC and Aerosmith mm. kind of thing, right? And mm-hmm. and I think as time's gone on, people, rappers specifically, like uh, have kind of drifted away from the sound and incorporating the rock sounds like mm-hmm. the guitars and the drums, but are still totally down to, you know, uh, kind of, uh, endorse the image of being a rock star. Mm-hmm. And I think vocally are a lot of, there's tons of rappers now. And I think even trippy red and juice world, you know, those, those kind of guys obviously are good examples of punk rock and rock bleeding into mm-hmm. the delivery of rappers. But, with Denzel, it's not like it's not a gimmicky kind of melody no, thing. You know what I mean? Not. It's like pure energy and and vocal delivery. That's like, whoa! This like this could just be on a rock record. You know what exactly. I mean? It, it with with it could be on a rock record that's like hip hop influenced. Where I think oh, there's a lot of hip hop now that's like clearly hip hop rap, and then it's fun when they throw in the little rock influences to kind of spice it up. But Denzel, dude, he needs to be ahead of a band at some point. Like, I honestly, I agree. I think that that maybe would even be a a, a a lane he would be okay with going down. I feel like you know what yeah. I mean because um, I just think he has so much more to offer than people understand and realize. Yeah. So well, I'm glad you enjoyed that one, and uh, huge shout out to both those guys, two two of my personal favorites. But uh, Pushysty, I'd love to hear your yeah. thoughts. Yeah, on we're on to the next one, going right down the list. I gave Mike a Pooh Shiesty record, and for people who aren't familiar with Pooh Shiesty, he's this Memphis rapper who's getting a lot of buzz right now because he's had he has this song that's kind of a smash right now called Back in Blood with a Little Dirk feature, and Little Dirk been going crazy, you know what I mean? He's been going crazy on everything he touches, and it's bringing a lot of attention. Everything he touches is bringing a lot of attention, but... Pooh Shiesty's another rapper out of Memphis, and there's a couple rappers out of Memphis that have been making waves in these past couple of years. So he's kind of just the next one, and uh, yeah, man, he's just kind of bubbling up in the streets right now, bro. He's just kind of bubbling up in the streets, <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta keep it a hundred. Like, 
I only really know this record because I've been spending more time at the studio with my friends who uh, listen to more of this type of music. You know what I mean? Like, I I will always confess, like, I'm not a trap dude, a street dude, and so I'm also not listening to that kind of music all the time, you feel me? But uh, eventually, I think no matter what, no matter what genre or style it is, like, good music is kind of good music. And I think even after the initial, like, resistance to it that I even had... I eventually heard it and I was like, oh, I get it now. Because this, the, the the chorus to me was catchy. The bars, you know, his his real deep voice, like, you know, all of that is really catchy. And then Dirk's verse kind of went off. So, it, it, and, it's, and it's getting real hot right now. You know, it's kind of okay. buzzing up. And I think Pooh Shiesty's kind of on that cusp of crossing over to mainstream. So, I think this is a real good record for you to review and i wanted to hear your feel on it because it is hot right now it has a buzz but i think it's going to be even more interesting when i think a couple months down the line you know there's a potential that he becomes like a regular name that we consistently talk about so i i'd love to get you know the take that you have at this point at this juncture so after listening to this record a bunch of times and listening to all your songs a bunch of times um i can't get into this one man it's not for me man i I, I can't do it. And I tried. I really did. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. This There's nothing horrendous about this song. I'll just put it this mm-hmm. way. Like, I can't sit here and bash it because I don't I don't hate the song. You know what I mean? It's not one of yeah. those things I was like, oh, my God, my ear. You know what I mean? I just didn't find it that enamoring or intriguing, really. Like, I think he he has this kind of like what Pusha Icy does. Has this kind of like almost like too cool for school tone. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um and, and and delivery that it's it's slick sounding, but I almost feel like it's uninspired and it doesn't just do much for me as a as a listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not my typical subgenre of hip hop, and um, I and I and I do like some trap. I don't I don't hate trap music by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not that. This just doesn't do it for me. And then the one thing though that drives me up a wall about this song is the piano sample. Because it literally sounds like do re mi fa sol la ti. Have you ever heard that? Like it literally has that like cadence to it. And I was like, like what? It's so <laughs> it's it's so basic. So that's so that's why I don't like it. And, and there's there's a lot of things about this that just feel that just feel I don't know, man. He said it's, it's just so basic. It's just basic. I just don't like it. It's just I just it's not for me. It's not. This Yo, song is not clip made for this me. for Instagram. <laughs> Clip this, Mike, Sam, whoever. <laughs> Clip this now, because I need to. I need to see on Instagram. It's just so basic. I don't like it. It's. It is. It's just. Listen, bro. Listen to that piano sample on here, and then tell me. And listen to. Then go listen to like. Go YouTube like Do Re Me. <laughs> I guarantee you'll be like, okay, I get it. Like I. I don't really mm-hmm. care for this again i don't hate it it's not like i'm not passionately like against this song like if you like this like more power to you like yeah I, it's not one of those things where it's like i hear like a six nine song and i'm ready to like i, w- I want to like like hate it so freaking much yeah. right like it, 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 it's not even in that realm for yeah. me you know so this isn't a bad song it's just not what i typically enjoy and I know we have another song later on with Lil Durk on Wednesday's episode, or this well, it says this this part two of this, um, and I don't 
find Lil Durk as impressive. It's done not to, not to spoil it. I don't want to get too much into that song, but I found Lil Durk to be very impressive on that song. This one I don't find him to be as impressive on. I just mm-hmm. it's it's typical of what I would expect him to sound like, and and I've but also like and on the other breath too, I've heard him in different facets. Like I've heard him on like I really liked his song on the Wale Wow That's Crazy album from 2019, and um, he was really good on Bia's uh, Same Hands song. So like mm-hmm. and the song that we're gonna talk about, uh, like I said on, on the on the part two of this episode, but. Yeah, overall, man, I don't have as much to say about this one. It's it's just, eh, it's just okay. It's I, I, it's basic. I think it's so funny. I think it's so <laughs> funny. And I and I I you know I I I suggested this to you, and me and Mike talked you know over phone. Where I was just like, eh, I'm excited to hear what you think because I know it's not really your thing. You know what it's I not. mean? And I I was, but I also know so many people whose this is their thing. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and even me myself, I think we should definitely, or both of us, you know, we should should acknowledge that. You know, a lot of this stuff doesn't resonate because I, I think it doesn't, it's not super relatable for guys like us. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm yeah, no. by no means trying to front, you know? <laughs> uh, but then, I, I, obviously, there's to like to counter that, it's like music is music, and music can kind of be appreciated by anybody who's open minded enough to hear it. And I, I think with me, uh, you know, initially hearing it, I'm hearing my friends play it, I, I'm like not really excited about it at all. And then I gave myself a couple more listens and then the the flow just started getting more and more catchy and then here's what i i think you know what you were kind of pointing out as to why you don't like it is is like it's very accurate um in terms of like that's gonna be the determinate the determining factor for certain people is like that laid back kind of slick kind of too cool for school is the way you say you know you know and other people call it swag other people call it drippy you know it's like i think that kind of swagger though is what you know it's like hit or miss for somebody it's like either like it comes off as like too nonchalant and uninspired or to other people it it comes off as confident and and Mm, and, uh you know braggadocious and, and and it, and it comes off as you know it almost even tough, especially you know when you're adding when you're putting it together with the lyrics they're talking about. And I I do think a big part of people who enjoy trap music who don't uh, who can't de- necessarily relate to it. I think uh, the other part is like you know like some people just like the the the. The feeling you get when you get when you hear some bars that are real street grimy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and, yeah. and when you can believe it, and this is another big part. It's like when you believe the artist themselves, right? And I think that's also why Pooh Seisty's uh, getting a lot of the attention that he's getting, is because he's making these kind of nonchalant, cool trap street records, and then he also has a certain image that people are buying into and believe. And so, if you don't even necessarily you know, and that's why, like, the visuals can be a big part of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily can't put a face to it or can't really believe what these people are saying outright, then I think you listen to the song differently. And then on the other side of, like, if you fully are believing and buying into the image and are um, and can relate to the image, then I think the song comes off, you know, very, very differently. Um, but I, I got to say, for me personally, I, I think the more and more I listened to it, I thought the melody and just, like, the, the chorus – was i think it's a banger i think i think the chorus is kind of a banger don't need security got my own fire in the club Fair beefing enough, on the no. net i thought you was a thug 
you you, <laughs> you bring up some valid points and i and i see your your angle for sure and and i, I think the the point you made about it sounding confident i that's valid i to- totally agree and that's why i'm not here to necessarily bash it like it's a bad song i yeah. just feel like i've heard this before it's not really like super again it's for me it's a little fine. uninspired but again it's not a bad bad yeah. song if people like this song more power to them it's just right. not gonna be something that nah, i'm gonna you should, replay you should you should say you hate it that way we can be clickbaity and get a whole lot of you know get a whole lot of people in our comments really upset you know what i mean because i think that's the way content goes right like we want to be well, as polarizing as possible so well stay. i mean i one phrase from taylor swift's folklore album has gotten me a lot of hate on, on youtube so <laughs> Mike's i uh, getting heat i'm getting where heat the poosh ice stands at i'm trying to hear them yeah. eat you up yeah, you, is, that, is that is that what you want do you want me to say i hate poosh ice because that <laughs> one it wouldn't it wouldn't clip even it make clip it <laughs> clip it the caption, turntable teachers host hates Pusha <laughs> Yeah, not, <laughs> not even I, I not even close. To what I, I honestly, I love having. I think part of the dope part about music conversations and what other people can be honest about, like it subjectivity doesn't hit for me. Exactly, it's it's all subjectivity. So I mean, yeah. it, and that can be. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm sure that's and that's why I'm glad we again disagree on certain things. It's not good to obviously just be like, oh yeah, it's sick, it's sick, it's sick. Like that mm-hmm. that doesn't open like the discourse for this type of right. stuff, but. Uh, completely different uh, segue here, different direction, different kind of uh, song. Uh, this, this my my next one is uh, Arlo Parks' "Hurt." So this is one of the, her singles off her latest project that just released not too long ago called "Collapsed in Sunbeams." And uh, I think you had mentioned too that the, a deluxe just came out for this one as well. Yeah, a deluxe version of this uh, that the the project that this song is on a deluxe version just released and i should give oh, you the whole name of it collapsed in sunbeams that's what collapsed it's in sunbeams yeah deluxe version just dropped uh january 29th so not oh, like sick. super recently but about a month ago and a little less than a month ago well the, the so the the project itself i absolutely love i know we're not gonna talk about fully about the project and so if anyone is interested in, and likes this song I, I totally suggest going to listen to the album but i think it's one of the more introspective and like thought-provoking songs that we have in this listing Mm-hmm. Um, and then just overall, I think the the mix of, of sounds with just how groovy it is with the sax and I love the drums and the guitar chords. I think it all just blends super nicely. And I love her vocals, man. Her voice is one of like my favorites that I've come on to in the last, I'd say, couple months where I wasn't really too familiar with Arlo Parks before this. And this song really got me as like my introduction to her. And then when I heard Collapse and Sunbeams full-fledged, I just infatuated with her sound and just her energy and everything like that so i really love this song i think even just the thematic aspect of it just kind of like it's almost like the opposite of living in the moment you know what i mean like it's she's more or less talking about like look to the future like don't let this like whatever is happening to you or like the negative you know emotions that you're having like you know don't let it weigh you down i love the line where she says like uh wouldn't it be lovely to feel something for once and i think mm-hmm. that it's a song that people need to hear and i I love this, the sentiments overall. So this is, again, a huge highlight for me coming out of the gate in uh, early 2021. I thought this Arlo Parks uh, Hurt record is just phenomenal. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, too. What do you uh, what do you think of it? Yeah, so out of the whole our whole pool of songs, this is the one song that I already knew and the one song that I already had saved. And then I when I, you know, I'm searching it to listen to it for this episode, and I saw I already had it saved but I didn't necessarily remember uh, the title. I remembered the name. The name Arlo Parks is just very unique. 
But as soon as it came back on, I was like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. Because this is one of those songs that I like just put on like an R&B radio real quick. And it came up and like I instantly saved. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the what really caught me is, like you said, that one line you highlighted already is, uh, wouldn't it be lovely to feel something? Uh, and then, he, uh, you know, the whole song has multiple lines. Like, wouldn't it be lovely to feel worth something? Mm. Um, and it always kind of has like a little adjustment to it. But uh, the I think the lyricism in this song, like the songwriting in this song is, is ridiculous. You know, he's yeah. talk, talking about alcoholism and using this character, Charlie. And I don't know if that's a real person she knows or if that's reference to some other char- kind of character. But it's this character dealing with. Uh, you know, vices, alcoholism, there's uh, a lot of that kind of imagery. And the recurring line, I guess you could call it the chorus, but it doesn't sound like it has quite a chorus, right? It's just that right. one catchy line that yeah. stands out. Wouldn't it be lovely to feel something for once? Yeah. Uh, I think that that's when I heard, that's when I, you know, that's when I hit the add to library button. And, and it was just like, <laughs> just because that's such a, even though it's, you know, it's, it's plain language, but I think that's what makes it resonate where it's like, ooh, like I, this song is also, it stands in contrast to like how beautiful and lovely the song sounds. Hmm. And then she just says like really softly, wouldn't it be nice to, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. wouldn't it be nice to feel something for once? And it's like, whoo, that, like that's deep. And then the more and more I started reading the lyrics and going into it, it's like, whoa, like she's talking about a lot of uh dark stuff here which i I loved even more you know what i mean it kind of contributed to my enjoyment uh a lot honestly because i I love that when kind of the you know the r&b singer you know kind of i think brent fias gets into that bag a lot oh yeah says something incredibly dark but with like very very lovely vocals you know what i mean and And the lovely aesthetic over it too right yeah the song itself beautiful aesthetic um and and with her having a, a soft, soft female vocal, I think it uh, it just it all came off. I don't know, very authentic, very uh, just for lack of better words, deep. <laughs> um, and I, I really enjoyed it. So like, yeah, I don't have I don't even have too much to say besides like I liked this song a lot. And I, oh, I will I will comment on uh, you know something you took earlier. You kind of took all my points, Mike. You, you had a really good analysis right there, but. <laughs> Uh, she has such an amazing, unique voice. Like, I think her voice, it gives me, like, a, you know, like, I think, like, in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, there's a lot of R&B artists that have very, very unique voices. Mm-hmm. And I think right now uh, there's not as many of those. There's kind of, like, a certain sound that's dominating R&B. But I think she has a certain uh, texture to her voice that's, you know, distinct and mm-hmm. and unique and just different so i'm totally gonna be you know keeping up with her and i'm ca- probably gonna have to go back to that whole collapse sunbeams album because like i said i i had known this song already just as the single and he, on my apple music it says hurt the single came out in 2020 um yeah. so i'm assuming the album followed it later mm-hmm. uh so i'm gonna have to go back and listen to the whole project because i was feeling this song heavy and that's why I, you know, I even, I even, you know, pat, pat Mike on the back, pat, uh, messed up my words there. 
can even pat Mike on the back because I'm like, you know, you got good taste. You know, you got good taste, and yes, I got sir. good taste. So I uh, was vibing with the song a lot, and you, honestly, it's good that you reminded me of it because it was kind of one of those ones I added, you know, one off from a radio station and forgot about. But those lines. Wouldn't it be nice to feel something followed by those verses about, you know, just drinking? And it's somebody clearly, I think, hurting themselves, right? And I think right. the, the the theme is just like, I do this because I'm just trying to feel something. Exactly. And I think that it's not like, it's not like nobody's ever said that, but it's always, it's always, uh, you know, it's always special when somebody finds uh, their own spin on exactly. these kind of topics, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I just love how, too, like, she kind of works in, like, spoken word and things like that. It makes it feel like it's a back and forth with the listener. Like, it's very engaging. And, and yeah. that, that I think, is what I love most about it. And, of course, I'm a huge sucker for any uh, saxophone samples or or, <laughs> or even sounds live instrumentation a, a yeah. little bit. So, so uh, yeah, I was a huge fan of this song, like, right away and um, haven't stopped listening to it since I, I came on to it. And, yeah. and, as, and as you mentioned, definitely, and those that are listening, uh, definitely check out this album. It is really, really good, uh, especially if you like this sort of blend of indie pop and and um, like soulful jazz. So I, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Collapsed in Sunbeams by Arlo Parks, and this song "Hurt" is one of my favorites that I've heard in 2021. Even if even if this did come out like tail end of 2020, uh, it's 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 on the album from 2021. So yeah, um, yeah. But anyway. But uh, yeah. she she killed that, and also quite the title collapsed into sunbeams like that is yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a re- there's some really good songs on this project, man. Like yeah. some even that I I might like even better than this one. But moving on to our next record, uh, this one I'll be really shocked if you don't if you don't like this one because I thought this was like totally in Mike's bag. New headline: Mike hates West Side Boogie and Jay. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, like that—that's what we do for views around here. Got to keep the lights on somehow, and antagonizing people—that'll pay the bills. But West Side Boogie, <laughs> Joey Badass. This is a big uh, single that I actually saw West Side. Uh, that I saw Boogie pushing uh, pretty prevalently, so I, I think he has a lot of faith in this single too. And he's actually been putting out a lot of music. I, I after hearing this, I, I, I'm a big fan of Boogie. I went back and listened to a lot of his other stuff, and he has new stuff that's coming out. Um, but West Side Boogie. And Joey Badass, uh, outside is what I had Mike listen to next. So, Mr. Scarfo, how you feeling? So here's the thing: when I first heard Boogie, very, very much into his stuff. Uh, the the uh, record that I first heard him was, of course, the Everything's for Sale album from right. 2019. That went huge and had that Eminem, that horrible Eminem feature on it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'll that, that see that see that'll be some someone will bash me about right. that. Like that there you that go. was that was not Eminem's worst. It wasn't <laughs> as bad as Relapse. Um, anyway, I love that project. I thought it showed a lot of versatility from him, and I really liked his name change too because I know people confuse him with a boogie with the hoodie. Yeah. Right, so I, I'm glad he's now West Side Boogie, and he just recently actually was on bars on I, uh, I-95, which is um, and he snapped, he, he snapped, he and he had a really snapped. good interview as well. The interview was really great too. So of oh, course I didn't that's see like that a, portion. Yeah, there's an interview portion along with the freestyle. So of course they're like a New England uh, platform. They're out of Connecticut. So yeah, you know, I know we don't we don't know anybody over there, but shout out to them. I, lo- I like no, the let's platform. act like we do. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah. our friends over there so at bars <laughs> on I-95. Those guys always do good work. Whenever I'm there, it's always a good time. I love those dudes. <laughs> maybe well, maybe if they hear it, maybe maybe we can get acquainted <laughs> with them. But either way, no, I'm only kidding. But 
no, great job to them. They're doing a phenomenal job with their platform. But, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I'll put this way. All right, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I don't dislike this song by any stretch. I just, it's just not my favorite that they've done. I definitely enjoy it. I think it's very smooth and there's a lot of great aspects to this song. But again, it's just not my favorite favorite that I've heard from either one of them. But I, again, it, it's it's interesting because I, I very much enjoy the light and like fluttery vibe that this song has in the instrumental. And I think they both spit very like passionate flows and they have great performances. Um, but Joey Badass's verse, it's very run of the mill for me in terms of his lyricism. I don't I didn't think there was anything on it that like was very like super ear grabbing. And even so much from Boogie until the very, honestly, the very last verse when he says, um, if I break these mental walls, then I get through to my brain. If I keep smoking this tree, I find the root of my pain. Shit, I make it, uh, shit, if I make it through the flame with no burnt skin while I'm standing in the ash, no, I earned this. I Holy really, crap, dude, like that blew my mind. And, you know, I, 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 I don't think I, I, I caught that. Like that It's earned. the very end of his second verse. I don't think like I caught set, last that, that earned wordplay. Yeah. Earned this. Earned, like, yeah. It's like, it's wild, dude. Like his, so his bars on the second half of the song are so he aggressive. Crazy. He goes crazy. Yeah. But I, again, it, it it's a good song. It's a good song. The re, the replayability for me, I don't know where it's going to sit. I'm not saying I'll never listen to this again, but it's not like, Maybe I just needed it to grow on me a little bit more. Maybe like the settings I've been listening to it. Because I this is a song, again, when you sent me your list, this was the only song from the listing that I had also heard uh, prior. Mm, so, okay. um, so I had heard it before. And I remember when I first listened to it, I was like, eh, it's okay. It's not gr- It's not horrible. It's definitely not like my favorite from them. It's it, it's good. But I don't. I didn't really listen to it again until you put me back onto it. And then I listened to it again a few more times, of course, in preparation for this episode. And I was waiting for it to click, and it just never did. So mm-hmm. um, I don't have much more to say past that. I thought, again, Boogie's um, end of his lyricism on, on this song is ridiculous. Absolutely love it. But Joey doesn't do a ton for me other than giving me, like, a pretty solid verse. But, it's again, lyrically, yeah. it's very yeah. run-of-the-mill for me. So there, 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 were, there were bars that seemed very, dare I say again, with the— Going back to Pooh dare I say they were basic for Joey. I really thought it was more of like a, hey, yeah, you need a verse. I got this one lying around. Here you go. So that's how it felt to me. But again, I could be wrong. Uh, I could be looking at this in a much different uh, lens than some other people. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, not not, hitch, not shitting on it at all, though. Like, I definitely like this much more than the Pooh record, put it that yeah. way. <laughs> that was to rank yours, um, gotcha. you know. It, 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 it's it's above Pooh Shiesty, so yeah. put it that way. Well, I, I, th- I think that's funny you say that because uh, about, like, the Joey Badass feature because I think reading it on paper, I was definitely very, very excited to have Joey Badass and Boogie on the track and with the kind of track it was, too, kind of this boom bappy, nice little jazzy, doom, 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 mm-hmm. like, little hook. Like, I thought, oh, you know, Joey's going to go crazy on this. And I thought maybe it'd be another case of, like, the feature stealing the show. Um, but I was also, you know, uh, I'll say, I do, I can agree that I think Joey Battis maybe under-delivered or was a little underwhelming or kind of called it in bare minimum kind of thing because it's not a bad verse and i don't know if joey's ever been able to write a bad verse you know what i mean but i think especially paired with boogie who's 
lyrically, I think one of the best doing it right now. Um, and Joey Badass already has that kind of a uh, acclaim as you know a lyrical beast. Like I was just looking, f- I thought there would be a lot more of a back and forth, and then it almost makes me feel like that's what Boogie wanted as well. Like I think I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'd be. I'd be like curious to know if he was felt disappointed by the verse because like as he comes in for his second verse, right, you know, and he kind of steps up that wordplay. You pointed out some wordplay I didn't even catch towards the end. But the what I was going to point out from that second verse is when he starts going, you know, he, he even he kind of uh, emulates the little like Kendrick flow. I'm mm. the best rapper alive. I'm the best rapper alive. I'm the best. And he goes, wait, you know what I mean? And then and he, he switches it up. And then the bars that are following it, I mean, like. If he's not the best rapper alive, he's at least as confident as the best rapper alive. Because which the you bars have like, to be at that point. I exactly, think. definitely, and that's you have to have sport. That. That's that's how you should carry yourself. I'm the best rapper of that. Wait, I'm the best rapper alive. I'm talking niggas that's in it. I'm talking niggas retired. I'm talking niggas that's coming. I'm talking niggas that tried. I'm talking niggas that died. I'm talking all of them combined. You know what I mean? And trigger warning. He snaps sorry, on that you know, second verse. I had to put the N word there because I, I had to, you know, just be authentic to me. You feel me? I had to, <laughs> I had to be authentic to me in reading the Underst- lyrics. I don't think it would have hit if I would have said "dude." You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was gonna swap it out there, but he said, "I'm talking people that are in it. I'm talking dudes that are retired. I'm talking about the dudes that are coming. I'm talking about the dudes who tried. I'm talking about the dudes who died. I'm talking about all of them combined." I'm the best rapper alive. <laughs> and I was like, and I, and I think that was set up, right? Like, I feel like that was supposed to follow a heavy, heavy Joey badass verse where like, you almost might've thought like, Whoa, Joey's going to kind of, you know, he's maybe taking away the light and then Boogie follows up with that third verse. I think that would have made this track ridiculous. You know what I mean? Uh, in terms of, of wordplay, but, uh, but I, and I I can agree with you. Joey's performance was underwhelming. That's probably I, the best word for it, to be honest, is underwhelming. Yeah, I really like the the chorus to this a lot, and I think Boogie's wordplay on this is like what kept me coming back to this. Thing. Oh and yeah, I think Boogie honestly also it might be one of the better like, even though I I don't, I don't think his voice is particularly perfect for choruses, but I think he writes like his songwriting and his his lyrical abilities like beautiful and he can catch a melody in like so many different pockets yeah well just i mean look at any song from everything's for sale and you'll and you'll hear that right i mean he has so many of those kinds of songs where he can play with certain melodies and 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 they get very creative with those melodies so they get creative and they get profound they get even Mm. like soft at times you know what i mean yeah and i think that's what i like about boogie a lot is like it's like he's a rapper like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like he has bars for days but he but he can do the melodic thing yeah but his musicality is there uh to where he can do a melodic thing that like and even into like uh in combination with like his soft kind of voice like Mm -hmm. it just can be really really beautiful sound music and melodies sometimes absolutely i think boogie I hope he has a big 2021. I think it sounds like he's going to if he's going on a bit of like a press tour, right? So yeah. like doing some. I think he's definitely some, gearing up for. Oh, he's easily gearing up. I think the single was part of that as well. And yeah. I agree with you. I think the hook is excellent. Um, if you're okay to move on, speaking of good hooks, I wanted to talk about my, my last song from uh, this this section of our of our uh, new singles recap. And I got Freddie Gibbs and Schoolboy Q with Gang Signs. And my goodness. 
gracious on this song. <laughs> I was absolutely stunned how this song came like came out in terms of like how it sounded because when I think Freddie Gibbs and Schoolboy on a track, I did not think we were gonna get this. So I'm really? very curious. I did not. I did not at all. Like the way it's ended up coming together and sounding. Thought it was gonna be. I was gonna get this like gritty, dark, hardcore, like okay, mm-hmm. like type of song, and it yeah. was anything but that. I felt like so. But I was curious to hear your thoughts on Gang Signs. What did you? Uh, what did you think before I get into how I feel? Yeah. Well, I love the song. I love so Freddie good. Gibbs. Freddie it's Gibbs so good. has been one of my favorite <laughs> rappers. Definitely one of the fav- my favorite rappers in 2020, and is still you know carrying on like a a sick like hot streak. I, I think he hasn't missed in a while. Even though I was kind of I was kind of so so on his single Big Sean, um, yeah, that one was okay. But it was cool to even hear Freddie in that zone because it's so different from what he was doing before. And I'll say this: I expected to like this song. I did, um, as in I did like it, so I wasn't wrong with that. I guess you bring up a good point. I guess on paper, a Freddie Gibbs and Schoolboy Q song would be way darker. For sure, like I, I would assume it to be way darker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wasn't. Uh, but like when I heard the song, I wasn't necessarily surprised that that's how it was sounding because it sounded okay. kind of in Freddie's bag to me. And then it is gets it the schoolboy feature. Uh, so maybe it wasn't necessarily like kind of like the collide of two worlds that they could have made. Uh, but schoolboy showed out. You know, he delivered. He showed oh, yeah. up. And the uh, honestly, like the whole like fuck twelve suck a dick, fuck twelve, <laughs> like the repetition of that, and uh, I think like that kind of what reinforces this song is a little bit more lighthearted for them. But it's like mm. you still listen to the freaking lyrics, and they're talking about I wake up in the morning and I throw a gang sign, like you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, like yeah. I think that on paper that matches the energy you'd think both Schoolboy Q and and Freddie would have, but. The song was a little bit more upbeat and uh, lighthearted than like maybe I'd I'd think they'd go for, but I thought they both did it really well. And I think uh, Freddie, honestly, dude, Freddie's hooks are fire. Like, that's that's Freddy's what I was saying, bro. Are fire. Shit. And he like his his chorus on the Benny the Butcher track that he yep. had yep. was sick. Uh, he he had a. I don't know. He he just has a bunch of dope things, and like I think he doesn't. You wouldn't think about him like that because he's so wordy and so grimy and and street. Mm. But his hooks, dude, are like, and his flows, like, are I don't know, just just on point. He can he has yeah. so much control of like whether it's fast or slow, and like even despite his guttural like deep voice, like you know what I mean. Like I think it's sometimes hard to get rappers to sound. On, like you know what I mean, kind of mm-hmm. sound past their voice, if that makes any sense. To get past oh, that kind of saying, like yeah. you not just looking at the song in one certain way because of how like the reaction from their voice you just get initially, mm-hmm. but like it, it just doesn't matter. Like he and and I think even with the with the you know the F twelve suck a dick line, like I think that it's also just goes to show like. If you follow uh, Freddie Gibbs on any social media, like, you know he's a clown. You know what I mean? And he has a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And then when he throws those kind of funny lines in there, it it totally makes you forget that, like, this is also a guy who, you know, this is cocaine season, half man, half cocaine. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just, the versatility's there. And 
I'll say like Schoolboy's verse. Uh, I don't have a lot of lines of his that stick out, but except actually, I do. I did love this one. Way too crypt to go live. You take one. You, we take nine. Like that was like that was kind of fire. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and it had me. It had me like thinking of like rap bars to myself. I was like, oh, that like, Instagram yeah. live. He's you know. You know yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was dope. Uh, but yeah, man, all around, all around a very, very solid track. And I didn't even hear about this, so I was glad you put this, put this on my radar. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of Schoolboy, like to go off your point, I really love his. I think the the lyricism it's not super like memorable, but it's very tongue in cheek. So, and I think it, it works to yeah. the to the playful to the playfulness of this song, right? Like, and, and kind of just the um, the brash, like not really giving a fuck. I feel like I really enjoy that aspect of this song. Um, and he's and his delivery was definitely animated, and I love like his flow switches and and all of that that he he put into this this track. And yeah, I mean, you hit a lot of the points that I had too. I mean, um, Freddie's just always in his pocket, man, on hooks. Like especially now, like it, it's it's become masterful at this point what he can do yeah. with a mel- with a melody and like with but sounding how he does. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem like it makes. It should make sense, but it, and in exactly. fact, it does. So but he the has way, the skill to yeah. make it make sense somehow. That's where it's the way like he's able. I agree. Like it's masterful the way he's able to catch up with the beat on that double time like delivery on the fl- on the flow uh, of of the hook it's 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 crazy it, it's it's that's so hard to do like people don't think i mean you're you're an, you're a rapper yourself and a hip hop artist you you understand but like it's so difficult to, to pull off what he's pulling off and how he does it and yeah Even overall then with, like the lyricism behind it you know what i mean cuz mm. it's like one thing to be able to have that musicality and say those and get those pockets in those melodies and then it's another thing to still be saying something right and i think that's what like the ideal rapper can do and i Mm -hmm. and that's what the ideal rapper kind of uh you know uh excels at Mm -hmm. is being able to keep the lyricism or songwriting intact of of the of the song while still keeping it entertaining you know sonically exactly yeah, I just I'm such a huge fan of this song. I think that even though I'm not like and I and I will say this, like I'm not disappointed necessarily, actually kind of the opposite, believe it or not, because I actually really enjoy the contrast of the dark sort of like tones in the in the vocals, but the, the lighthearted, upbeat like aspect of the instrumental. So in a way, I'm almost pleasantly surprised rather than disappointed. Because when I but when I first saw Freddie and Schoolboy, I was thinking, oh man, it's gonna be a dark, gritty banger. But it ended up being completely opposite of that. And, and that's and funny. I'm, I, it's funny that I'm I okay didn't jump to that conclusion as well. That's just that's just a good point. Like, I, could you imagine waking true. up in the morning and throwing a gang sign? Like the first thing you do, like that's so gangster, bro. That's ball, like that's just sick. That's a sick. And then again, the not my sorry, not the not life. To I keep ranting on this, no, no, but no. like the the constant like repetition of like fuck twelve suck a dick, fuck twelve suck a dick. It's just not. Not certainly the life I live or either of us live, but uh, right, yeah, definitely. But uh, man, that hit. <laughs> it hits. It hits. It hits hard, man. It's a great track. So Freddie Gibbs and Schoolboy Q Gang Signs, definitely one of my favorite songs of uh, of 2021 so far. But yeah, man, this is uh, this was our new singles recap uh, for part one. We got a part two coming later on this week with six other songs that we're going to talk about. Half another half a dozen. So make sure you tune back in for that. And I'll drop us a comment, right? I mean, let us talk know, to like, us, man. Talk to us. Please do. Even if you hate it, right? We got, like I said, got a lot of hate for my Taylor Swift uh, 
uh, Grammys uh, feedback <laughs> that I had, right? So if it, yeah, if, if you disagree with any of our takes on these songs, we would love to hear it. I mean, try to keep it respectful, right? Don't completely shit on us, but like if you, uh, we'd just love to hear from you, if it, 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 you know, in anything. We we could take it. Not like not like you. Know, we can know. take it. Hey, Mike yeah. took the heat last week or, or a couple weeks ago with the Taylor Swift joint. I'm here to take the heat. Tell me, I'm here endorsing Pooh Shiesty. Who who's out there? Huh? Do I got the Shiesty fans or or my bucket? Somebody talk to me and direct it all at me because that I would be curious. Smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, it's nothing to do with me here. That's all. That's all. That's all. This man. But, right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, so but Mike maybe. hates Pooh Shiesty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're gonna get me like in trouble, man. I swear, guys. Someone's yeah, got to watch out, me. bro. I gotta watch out. I gotta watch my back at this point. Oh Facts. man, too funny. But but we will be back with more new singles recap. So make sure you guys tune back in for our our part two with again six more songs, and uh, we won't tease those. We'll uh, we'll we'll leave you guys to to think about what those might be. But uh, yeah, make sure you guys tune in to all of our socials at Turntable Teachers. Follow us on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Not that I'm big on that, but we are on that. And uh, of course on YouTube or podcast streaming service wherever you are listening to. Please make sure you smash that subscribe button. Really helps us out and uh, supports the uh, podcast and the show. And like I said, drop us a comment and let us know. But yeah, until next time, and uh, we'll be back with more more new singles. But uh, until then, yeah, until then, I am Mike. I'm Phoenix. We have the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,